up. Shut up. Not you. You. Honest to God. Every single time we take this show, she wakes up. Katie, the, the Zen cat, wakes up from a dead. Shut up. From a dead <laughs> sleep. Come up here. Come over here. Come over here. Katie gets tons of fan mail. Did you know that? No, I didn't know. People that. love Katie. Well, the world you know loves love Katie the Zed Cat. Take her home with you. Come here. Come over here. <laughs> Come over here. Come over here. All right. Can you? I don't know if you can see her, but there's. Uh, uh, we don't see her yet. All right. Can you see her? There now? she is. Yeah. The so most that's popular what I deal cat with. on Comedy Centric. That's what I deal with every. Freaking show. Welcome to Comedy Centric, your place for all things comedy. Every week we'll discuss the legends and the people who built the business, the performers, writers, behind the scenes, and stories that you have never heard. So relax, take a load off, and join us for this episode of Comedy Centric. Now the host of your show, nationally headlining comedian, a woman with a wicked sense of humor and a killer Jersey accent, Julia Scotty. All right, you might notice, folks, that uh, that is Jimmy again. Hey, two weeks in a row. I'm a star. Kathy Caldwell. I'm a star, two weeks in a row. Uh, People are going to think we're in contract negotiations with her. She's holding out. (laughs) Kathy's holding uh, out for more money. uh, Yeah. As if we got paid for this. (laughs) No, uh, she's she's still sick, man. I spoke to her this morning. Actually, she sent me a. She FaceTimed me a picture, and honest to God, it was it was frightening. Uh, well, yeah. there's something else going around, apparently. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I've seen others discussing it. So, oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. There's some new right, well, new virus out there in the feel? world. How do I you feel, feel? I feel fantastic. Because oh, you were pretty sick a couple of weeks. Isn't it yeah. interesting that the oldest person on this show doesn't get sick? Doesn't get sick. I got the one, but when I do get sick, it's life threatening. Like well, my, you know, like my heart goes sour south. Well, we don't want that, so don't get sick. No, then. no, 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 to- no, 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 no. So we've had uh, this is what our thirtieth show. You told me this. Was this is I, uh, number thirty-one. Last week was wow. number thirty. Wow. Who would have Did thought? You th- let me ask you a question. Yeah. Did you think we were going to get to thirty-one after number two? I didn't even think. I mean, think about number it. Number one, number one, number one. We had the phone issues, or we had to do it over the phone. I mean, um, then number two, we had issues because uh, we had someone who couldn't make the show that week. I forget we had a guest or whatever. So they had we had the, the Matt and Relics who were fantastic, but they yeah, came they were. last second, not prepared, not ready. And we uh, owe them. You and we Kathy, have to have them back. Yeah, and and you and Kathy weren't syncing on the timing and all that. But here we are, thirty-one. I know, and then you know we had the, just... the only regret I have is that uh, I want to do Bill Persky over again. I want to have him back on because I felt like we had the delay issues, and we looked like a holes. You know, we couldn't uh, in front of my yeah. idol. But thanks a lot, man. I've waited sixty years to see. <laughs> thanks a lot. Thank Damn you it, very very much. Uh, well, thanks so for not just firing gotta, me after that episode. I I, I want to say something though. Oh no, it's going to be too late anyway. This because we're we're on a, a the show won't be out in time. Um, uh, uh, what was I going to say to you? I don't I know. I don't. Remember. Probably something that's not complimentary. 
No, no, no. You look good. You look good. Yeah, you look very British tonight. It's the hat. Yeah, go for the whole Irish. I am. Uh, I'm cooking tomorrow. I'm gonna. Oh, make, what do we uh, have? Well, uh, whenever I'm making my favorite uh, escarole con fagioli, escarole with beans, and uh, it's a soup. It's thick. It's hearty. Um, it's. I put a ham hock in there. Oh and man! It's just. Oh man! Have you always? I, I, I mean, have you always loved cooking? Or is this yeah. something new over the few? No, no, no. I've years. been cooking. I've been cooking most of my life. We, I mean, you know, my sister and I were latchkey kids, so we had to grow up. We grew up cooking. We had to cook our own meals. So, uh, and uh, my father was a, you know, was a great cook. You know, when I got to see him, and he was sober enough, uh, <laughs> but he was a good cook. But my grandmother, my my nona, uh, you know, in in the Bronx, she was a good cook too. So, you know, we're Italian. That's it's part of That's our heritage, do. you know, and I, I love it. So, and, it, it, and it's very, for me, it's very Zen-like. I get to, while I'm cooking, I get to solve a lot of problems. And, yeah, so, yeah. so is that what you do? You're like a, you're like a superhero uh, chef. I, you know, if I could, you I don't think I could. put the cape on with a J on the back and just kind of <laughs> fly around while we're waiting for the gravy to. Uh, no, I don't think I could have middle. been a professional chef because I, I, that's, then it becomes a job, you know? Yeah, and I don't want cooking for me. Is a some people paint, some people make furniture. I cook. I like to cook, uh, I, so I'm making a big, big pot of this stuff tomorrow. So you're welcome to come. But nobody cares about that. You know what they do care about? What do they care our about? Get, our guest tonight. I do too. This is a I good. Know one. You do. This is a good. Guest. It is a good one. I I don't know about you, but I am a huge fan of of the Showtime series Shameless. I and, am. A huge fan. Uh, I actually started watching it well after everybody else. But uh-huh. I, I had a, a, an ex-girlfriend that was into it, and she said, you need to watch this. And I started binging it, and I think I watched, watched five seasons in like two weeks. Yeah, you can't, you can't stop watching it. It was amazing. It is an amazing show. And William H. Macy just, God uh, bless, what, what an yeah. actor. So um, I don't know, I forget which season it was, but... Our guest tonight is Mary Kennedy, who played for, I think, an entire season, we'll ask her, uh, new Fiona when <laughs> it was a... It nude, was not nude, nude. No, not nude. <laughs> uh, Mary Kennedy is, is uh, just, I, I met Mary, well, we'll I'll talk about where I met her. And I've never met her in person, but we've, we've spoken on another podcast I was on. Well, now I gave it away. <sighs> Anyway, um, she's she's with us tonight, and I'm really excited. I'm really really excited. Uh, and so that's about it, there, uh, Jimmy. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna go to commercial right as soon as, as soon as I hear the freaking music. that music's playing. It's been playing it for is? like thirty seconds now. How come I can't hear it? You're going right, deaf. Well, apparently, Jimmy's saying the music's playing. I have to take his word for it. Here, here, listen, listen, so listen. What? There it is. What? Oh, now it's not playing. It was playing. There it is. It's at the end of the song already. Okay, already. All right, start it (laughs) over again. (laughs) Don't make me do it. I'm going to do my plug so I can sell some albums and put some money in my pocket. And when we come back, Mary Kennedy. All right. Woohoo. 
Hey, listen, my album, Julie Scotty Jersey Fresh, is available everywhere now. You can download it wherever you want. Everywhere. It's really kind of funny. It's like 10 bucks. Come on, buy the damn thing, will you? And also, uh, check out on the Dry Bar, my comedy special, Dry Bar Comedy, uh, it's called Julie Scotty Jersey Fresh. So you can, it's my understanding that if you sign up for Dry Bar, you can see it like 100,000 comics on there. But you, of course, have to watch mine. Uh, but you get a free month, I think. It's still going on like that. So, again, my album, Primal Cuts, and my special on Dry Bar, Jersey Fresh. It's so simple. Come on, do it. Do it for me. Do it for your mom. I love you. Bye. Okay, we're back. Thank you for coming. Uh, thank you for watching tonight. I'm so excited. As I said, Mary Kennedy is our guest tonight. She, uh, you may remember her from Shameless, where she played New Fiona. That was season seven. She was, uh, she was just fantastic in that. We'll talk to her about that. Uh, she's been in uh, movies like Tales of a Fifth Grade Robin Hood. Uh, she's also, um, this is interesting. I want to talk to she. She played Jackie Stallone in 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 movie two. So. I'm not just going to list the credits. I'm going to bring her on so we can talk to her. Ladies and gentlemen, Mary Kennedy. Hey there. It's good to see, see there. you. It's good to see you again. Do you remember when we did the, the podcast with Carol? I do. It was oh, in the gosh. heat of the pandemic. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You make it sound so sexy. It was in the heat of the pandemic. One, yeah. one steamy night, we were just hanging out. <laughs> Well, I'm going through menopause, so every night is steamy. So it's steamy, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Breaking news. Listen, I, I before we even start, I saw that your ceiling collapsed. Do you everything uh, in your bathroom? Yeah. So I live in Los Angeles, originally from Boston. So you know, when everyone was like, "It's going to snow," it's going to be you know a blizzard, it's going to be torrential rainstorms, I sort of didn't really listen. Because I thought we were overreacting, but we weren't overreacting. Yeah, we we did a new renovation on the back of our house, and we had water. We had so much rain. We had like 19 inches of rain that basically wow. it uh, went through our ceiling, through the light fixture. Oh. Wow. So it was fun. It was. <laughs> and so fun. now, like, the ceiling has had bubbles of water, and the paint has peeled, and... We had flooding. You got the whole thing again, or is it? We got to do the whole thing again. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's just you know we we this has been like the they're calling it the 40 year storm, and so we've never seen numbers like this since 1989. And I was driving today towards Burbank, and there's snow up in the mountains right above Burbank. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. Is that uh, is there not supposed to be snow in that elevation? No, ever? that's fifty. Yeah, it's fifteen hundred feet. Usually we see elevation. I feel like a weather woman. Uh, usually we see elevation like forty five hundred to six thousand, but it uh -huh. came down to fifteen hundred. And even there was snow around the Hollywood sign. I mean, really? Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Is, it, is it cold there too? Or is it? Yeah, I mean, the lows at night are like anywhere from 33 to 39. And uh, and then, and, you know, it got maybe up to 55 today. I mean, yeah, it makes you it makes you kind of wonder, maybe we maybe we're getting a handle on global warming. Maybe this is the way it's supposed to be. 
I mean, you guys needed the rain, though, right? I don't know what the hell. Yeah, we we totally needed the rain. We were in a drought. Um, yeah. You know, so it's 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 fun for about a minute, but then I realize why I moved from the East Coast, and I go, no, it's supposed to be seventy five <laughs> and sunny right now. Well, My pool is not to supposed to be green right now. It's not. Yeah, it's supposed it'll to be get back to that. Yeah. I, I hope so. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, aside from that, thank you for taking you know time away from your tragedy uh, and coming to do that. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 you know my 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 fourth bathroom it needs to be restored i mean come on i used to live in the size of a bathroom when i lived in new york so it's, i really need go. to be lucky that's, i'm lucky that's the way to make lemonade out of yeah this, exactly this shitty situation <laughs> i know i mix my metaphors but okay all right i'm gonna start <laughs> let's start with your your fantastic career i mean i'm always seeing you going up for stuff you're always getting stuff and I say, and I say, I love this woman, but damn it, I wish, I wish she'd stop getting things. I'm going up for stuff. I'm not getting anything. <laughs> it's, it, you know, social media makes it look really easy, and it's not. You know, Julia, no, it's not. I know that. I know that. Well, let's start with Shameless because uh, for me, the show is one of the. Uh, it's on my top ten greatest series of all time, uh, for so many reasons, but. Well, you as new Fiona, I uh, just really just was was scaling, you know, moved it to a whole different level. It was a great season. In fact, I just I just watched the final episode where where uh, he he takes this the hot shot and he dies. I didn't I had never seen the last episode. And what a what a way to to go out, you know? Uh, yeah. So tell me a little bit how how did that all come about? Well, I booked ER years ago, um, back in like 2005, uh, when I first kind of moved out here. I've been out here 22 years. So I moved out here in 2000. And around 2005, I booked ER. I booked a recurring role on ER as a cop. And John Levy, who is the casting director uh, through John Wells Productions, is the same casting director for Shameless which is also through John's Wells and Bonanza Productions. Um, and so, you know, I kept going back to producers on shows because I booked ER, kept going uh -huh. back, kept going back. And then, you know, I, this, sh this show came across my desk. Um, I didn't realize it was going to be a recurring role. I didn't realize that I was part of the new family. Um, and then the I auditioned season? on a two the whole season. I was uh, I was six episodes, season seven, and then I made it into the Shameless Hall of Shame uh, in the final season. So, you know, um, but, you know, I auditioned on a Tuesday, booked the job on a Wednesday and was on set on a Thursday. And I was on set for six weeks, two weeks in Chicago. So it was just it wow. was a life changing role. Mm hmm. Uh, it it's a lot of it. It seems uh, it. I know it's probably it's it's a testimony to the talent on the show. But a lot of it seemed like how much of it was ad libbed and how much of it was scripted, or is it all scripted? It's all scripted. Um, we had a a situation when I was filming with uh, Bill Macy, and he's incredible to just be in his presence and watch him work. Sure, it was yeah. like it was like the grad school of acting. Um, he wanted to make a minor change to the script. We were in Chicago and we had to actually call the writer's room back in Los Angeles and make sure it was cool. Okay. So it was tight. It was tightly. Yeah, for uh, sure. 
All right, so you get the script, but I mean, the, you've made the character your own. I mean, the, the, you know, the, I, I know that when I audition, they don't give much in the way of uh, direction as to what the character should be. You just pull that character to get. Oh my God, it was it's brilliant. Jimmy, I know he had a picture somewhere along the way, but if uh, if he has it and he can get it up there, great. But if not, we'll put it in in post. What what what? You all right? So you get the job on Tuesday, and you're you're filming on Thursday. Now you're in the plane flying to Chicago. You're putting this character together. When you got there, uh, how much of what you the way you saw her were you able to use? Well, so this is how they do it. So I did four weeks in Los Angeles and then we did all of our exteriors in Chicago, like the last two weeks ish. So, you know, I knew what the character was. It's an auto work prostitute who works for food. Um, They told me it was a prostitute who let herself go. And so my character analysis, which was kind of funny is I went to uh, college in Boston at Emerson and our campus was right next to the combat zone which is where all the prostitutes in boston hung out and so going to my classes i would see prostitutes you know hanging out at the dunkin donuts and i used them as my character study because this prostitute's in chicago and she's not like a high high call girl and so what was interesting when i went into the audition and this was when it was before the pandemic so it was in person a lot of the women that auditioned for this commercial a commercial sorry audition i've been auditioning for a lot of commercials because the people that auditioned for this this job this acting job were dressed like high class call girls and i was dressed like in a dirty old skirt and some boots and like a vest and like a rip shirt. And I think that's what got me the job because I was so just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever wonder, I mean, that's whenever I get sent up for stuff, it's always, you know, crazy old lady, senile old lady, uh, miserable old lady. I think it, <laughs> you know, it's always, it, it always has the, the words old lady next to it, whatever it is. And, and, we, and you get a call <laughs> A prostitute that let herself go, you know. Do you, does it does it fuck with your ego? I mean, it's got to fuck with your ego just a little bit, right? Well, I'm, I've been a character actress since you know. I mean, I consult with this high school. I, I do uh, classes at this high school. They work with working performers. And I told them today, I said, you know, I started working professionally at age 16 back on the East Coast. I've always been playing that off character type. I'm never the ingenue. Um, I did one commercial where, um, you know, they had all these incredible clothes for me. And I was like, is this for me? Are you sure you cast the right person? Like they had all these great suits. You know, I just did Welcome to Chippendales. It was in the 70s. They, I had a costume consultant. I got to dress in all these great 70s clothes. And I sort of second-guessed me, like, really? Because I I yeah. find I find I get the cop role. I get the receptionist role. I get the office worker that's left herself go. <laughs> See, the prostitute, you know. <laughs> so I'm used to those roles, but... What's funny, Julie, is that when I was on set in Chicago, everybody's there. Like the producers are there. Everyone's there. Um, And I was in the elevator with Chris Chulak, who's one of the producers who also directed me in an episode. And I said, set today was really great. You know, I'm so glad to be in Chicago. And he goes, who are you? I said, I'm new Fiona. And he goes, what? And I go, yeah. He goes, you don't you don't look like new Fiona. You look like a PTA mom. 
I said, yeah, I am. <laughs> but I'm not going to walk around as like a prostitute. <laughs> you know, but it was interesting, I guess. And they were shocked at how I, so much I got into the character. I loved it. It was so fun. Well, Audrey Meadows said that about uh, how she became Alice Cramden. You know, when she went for the initial audition, Gleason didn't hire her because she was too pretty. So she went home and she put on the Alice, you know, the Alice clothing, came back, and Gleason saw the picture and hired her on the spot. So it just, uh, just says about what a great actress you really are. And you really were. I mean, God, I might have even laugh out loud at some of the stuff. You, yeah, you were just <laughs> fantastic. Well, uh, so that must, that, did, did that open up the world to you? Yeah, it's, um, I auditioned for stuff that I never had the opportunity to audition for. Um, it definitely brought me up a level, but with the pandemic and how things change in the business, I'm still, I'm not, I'm not back at square one. I can't say that, but I feel like the competition has gotten more fierce. Like, you know, I'm, I'm going up for roles where there are people that have more name notoriety than me, which, I, which is great. I'm grateful for the opportunity, but I I'm, I, I'm in the hallway. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, and I'm used to that also as a standup, you know, like we always are fighting for that set, that next set. So, right. you know, but it did open doors, like a lot more casting directors know who I am. A lot more people are willing to take a risk on me because I was recurring. Um, well, that's, you know, that, I, that's funny you brought up the standup because I was going to make that comparison. Uh, we're always, how long have you been doing standup? Uh, 24 years. 24. Okay. So, you know, we were always, uh, trying to move into that headliner slot from the day we start comedy. That's what we want to do. And, and, and over and over, whether it's comedy or acting, it's the same process. It's just moving up, you know, uh, to the point where you can, you know, write your own ticket. I wanted to just backtrack a little bit because you're another one from Emerson College. God, that, that college has got to be like the greatest place on earth. We've had, <laughs> I think of all the guests we've had here, at least four or five of them came out of Emerson. Uh, it, that's fantastic. It used to be Northwestern was the, was the college for acting, right? But your, your, your school, man. Yeah. It, it, um, you know, it, Eddie Brills from there, Henry right. Winkler, Jay Leno, um, Dennis Leary, Bill Burr, you know, um, Jennifer Coolidge, who's like my idol. Um, you know, we're top production from day one. So what I love about Emerson is when I meet up with other Emersonians, we all sort of know the language mm -hmm. and they got us like working like in theater or in television, like the minute we stepped on campus. So, and we have that huge LA school now, Emerson college is on sunset Boulevard. That's their LA program. A lot of people that. do okay. that program the last semester of their four years and then start working. Kevin Bright, you know, created this building and is one of the sort of curators of it. And we're just very lucky. That's wonderful. Uh, it, it's, it's such a rich, the amount of output from that school is just incredible. I mean, it's just some of the names, you only named some of the people. So uh, I do want to talk to you about, I want to talk to you about playing Jackie Stallone. But before I do that, I want to talk about midlife mood swing um was that the one where your your mama was a she was a singer in a band called 
<laughs> the mood swings. Yeah, my the mom, she wasn't the singer. My mother was tone deaf. Um, okay. My mother was a piano player, but she okay. was the head of the band. And she had three women in the band. And everybody in the band was going through menopause at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that is a movie in itself. Oh it my is. God. Yeah. And it was a wedding band of- in Boston, North Shore of Boston. And... My mom made me, my mom a single mom. My parents are divorced and she made me her manager at 16. And so I, I was, I, it was one of the best, That's best great. acting jobs in my life. Like I dressed up, I looked like a 30 year old woman. I made sure that the band got fed. I made sure that they got paid. Um, what, I made oh, sure that they training. got their breaks. Yeah. Oh, what a great training that must have been. I mean, uh, uh, my mom was a single mom too, and all I had to do was scrub the kitchen floor. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had to do that too. So you know, but but it was a great training, and it actually really helped me, Julia, when I go on the road as a comic. Like, sure, I'm you know I'm not intimidated. Like, I make sure I get paid. Like, it's a good training. It was really good training. So, all right. So, obviously, you you grew as a comic and as an actress pretty much at the same time, right? You, you, you hit the ground running coming out of Emerson. You were doing stand-up at that point, too? Or- I was actually behind the scenes. I was actually a stage manager, events planner. Then I represented actors for a little bit. I was a paralegal in New York for Broadway actors. And I almost, I was so close to going to Columbia Law School. And I was going to be an entertainment attorney. And then a boyfriend of mine told me that you're really funny. You should be a stand-up. And I did my first show at Stand Up New York and I got the bug and then all bets were off. I said no to law school and I, I, that's, you know, became a performer, you know. How many times have I heard that story? I was a lawyer. I was a, I was a professor. <laughs> I was a dentist. I was a psychiatrist. They all left. It's like, it's, it's like Jesus comes down and go, follow me, my children. And we just sort of walk. <laughs> yeah. No, there. And, and listen, the law stuff has really helped me. I can look at contracts, but I wouldn't have been happy. Like I'm not, I don't know if this happens to you, but if I don't perform for a while, I, I'm sad. I go through that. I'm going through that now. It's amazing. I, I went 10 years without performing, but now if I go two three weeks uh, and, and as happened in January, I get, it's, I'm like that Snickers commercial. I start to get angry and <laughs> and tense and and it's it's amazing how much that that gives us psychologically that performing uh, it helps us work out all of our our fears and our aggressions and and whatnot um so the store this midlife mood swing and, and um you sold out audiences on the east coast and you're still doing it yeah, um, I just premiered it at Solo Fest uh, through Whitefire Theater in Los Angeles. Okay. Um, I went through a, a big rewrite. Um, I was inspired to do it because my mom died seven years ago. And two years after she died, um, I put put this on stage and it was about her band. And um, her partner, her partner, Kathy, my stepmother, said to me, she goes, thank you so much for doing this. You brought your mother back to life. And it was like such an incredible, incredible moment in my career. And my mom used to play piano. She, when I would go home and perform, my mom used to feature for me when I would headline, she'd play piano. 
and the oh, band cool. would feature oh, for God. me. So it was amazing to be able to bring that show back to the theater that my mother and I used to work in. Um, and then I took a hiatus. It was almost too much for me. Um, and then the pandemic hit. And then uh, my director, Charlene Ward, who directed me in that show, she said, I think we need to do a rewrite. We need to see where you are now. And so it is about my mom. It is about the band. But it's how did my mother's mothering help me get me to where I am today with my kids? I have two teenagers. I've been married almost 20 years. I'm going through menopause. And I have to do all of this without my mom. And my dad passed too. So I'm, as they say, an orphan. Um, and so how do I navigate that? How do I navigate being a mom with these, you know, I booked Shameless six months after my mother died. I could, I shared it with my stepmom, which was amazing. But the, my mother, who was the performer in my life, I couldn't share it with her. And so it's a, it's a story of how do you navigate your life without your mom and get through the other side. And that's what it's about. And it's funny. It's actually really funny and poignant. I'm sure it has to be. I mean, with you in it, yeah. could it not be? It's probably poignant <laughs> too, though, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I you you're like one of my heroes. I I you know I, oh. I'm probably I'm probably thirty years older than you, but <laughs> you are one of it because you managed to to do all these wonderful things and be a mother too, be a mom, and stay married. Uh, and be a, and be successful in your career, you you were just remarkable. So I mean, uh, thank you. Good for you. Good 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 for you. I have uh, a good now, therapist. I have a really good therapist. <laughs> is your husband in the? Is he uh, your husband in the business? He's a computer engineer by trade. Um, we have produced movies together. We have a production company called Morgan Hall Media. He's really good with that sort of behind the scenes. He has absolutely no desire of being on camera or on stage. Absolutely no desire. And I think that's kind of the, I think that's our secret. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a perfect marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tell me, all right, I'm looking at this. You're being cousins with the Kennedys. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. (laughs) Go ahead. Tell me. You want the story? Okay. I want the so, story. Of course I want the story. So when I started doing the press junkets for Shameless, what came up right. was my lineage with the Kennedy family. So my my PR, the people I was dealing with PR, we said we really have to track this down because you can't say you're related to the Kennedys if you're not. My father for many years said that we were related. And my stepmother kind of poo-pooed it going, no, I don't think so. But my father looks exactly or looked exactly like Ted Kennedy. Um, So we did track it down and we figured it out. And it's JFK's grandfather and my great-great-grandfather were brothers. That's the... Okay. (laughs) So people start giving me family trees like that, I got... (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) So basically we're third cousins twice removed. It's just easy for me to say we're third cousins. Um, And I do a joke in my act where I say I'm the, you know, I'm I'm the poor side of the Kennedy family, all of the tragedy, none of the money. So, you know, that's us. Uh, But yeah, yeah, it's great. It's a good, it depends though. Cause here's the thing in Los Angeles, they get it on the East coast. They get it. If I go a little bit, North of LA or a little bit south of LA, they either are aren't there politically or they're millennials and they have no idea who I'm talking about. 
So it depends. <laughs> you know, as Henry Louis Gates hasn't reached out to you to do. Uh, yeah, do exactly. That would be great. So anywho, so that's the lineage. Um, my father, and my mother, my mom, you know, came out of the closet at 55 as a lesbian. My mom, though, kept my father's name because she knew, you know, in Massachusetts, it's gold. Right. So okay. she goes, she goes, your father didn't give me anything except his name. And I'm keeping it because I'm going to cash in. And so, <laughs> so she did. But yeah, so we are third cousins. Um, I, you know, and it's it's kind of wild. And I'm hopefully going to get out to Ireland and kind of I can become second generation. I can get my citizenship because my grandmother was from County Cork, Ireland. And so, yeah. And my grandfather I was, was from about County doing Cork. that too in Italy, my, yeah. my second generation too. And I really would like to, um, to yeah. get it. Uh, um, yeah. So, so yeah, so I am, I, you know, I, I, uh, we actually, my father rented the Ted Kennedy luncheon room at the state house in Boston for my graduation lunch. How so, cool. Yeah. Did he show up? No. Oh. <laughs> Remember, we're the poor side. <laughs> One of them would have reached out to you by now. And just, uh, or, yeah. Uh, come on over. Uh, yeah. That is so cool. Like, wow. See, you're like, you're like this great quilt of all these different little the scenes. You know, they used to make, Quilts of representing generational stuff. You could have your own friggin' quilt. That's how interesting <laughs> you are. Oh, thanks. No, oh, it's incredible. All right. Well, I, I don't know. All right. Let's so let's get back to uh, uh, what are we getting back? I'm looking here. All right. Let's get back to your comedy to to stand up. So, um, were you doing stand up when you were living on the East Coast? Did you show you worked at Broadway Comedy Club. That's where you kind of. Yeah, I started at New York. Um, started at New York Comedy Club with Al Martin when he had uh -huh. it, uh, and he took a chance on me because I, you know, Tommy Savitt basically found me at Stand Up New York, and he brought me down to Al, and Al gave me the um, MC spot on Thursday nights from twelve a.m. to two a.m. or, or th Friday morning, let us say, and sometimes were amazing, you know, amazing gigs, yeah. and sometimes it was frightening. But it was my first paid comedy gig. And I learned so much from, from MC. And I learned so much Please, from wait, Al. Do me a favor and repeat that six times for all of the newbie comics that watch this show and don't want a friggin' MC. Say it again. Oh, um, being an MC, I learned everything I wanted to learn about comedy. It was the most amazing experience. And it made me the headliner I am today. And I can warm up a room like no other. So, you know, and I got really good training in New York. Lisa Lampanelli was my coach um, for a while. Tim Davis, uh, Tim Davis really helped me out at Santa New York. Al helped me out, Tommy. So, you know, I just, I learned from the best. And I, you know, in New York as a baby comic, I was doing four sets a week. I mean, mm -hmm. it was amazing. That's how uh, that's kind of how I did it too. Back, I, I'm a little bit older than you, and I started in 1980, and so there were still clubs, you know. Uh, and I started at the Improv, and it was just all the other clubs were still in existence. Did you know they just tore down the building Catch was in? Did you see? That? Yes. Yeah. Sad. Very very sad. Anyway, um, so so you went out to LA because of stand up, or you went out to LA with the intention of Acting. I mean, was it? What well, I did a workshop. 
I always knew I wanted to get out to LA because I knew I wanted to, I mean, I love New York. I mean, as you've been, have you, as you noticed, I've been going back and forth to New York now that my kids are older and I love it. Mm-hmm. I just love going back there. Um, but I wanted to do television. I knew that that was part of my story. I wanted to do it. And so I did a comedy conference through Judy Carter. She had this incredible comedy conference up in Big Bear <laughs> of all places. And, you know, for a weekend, we all, we got to audition for like all the networks. I mean, she, it was an incredible opportunity. She's an amazing and, woman too. She's, I'd like to have yeah. her on actually one of these days. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a really incredible uh, moment with a bunch of New York comics. We all went, you know, we, I love New York comics because we travel in packs. I didn't mm-hmm. feel like that happened when I came out to LA. I almost had to prove myself again, but, and, and I'm creating a community with the classes I teach through the biz studio of comics that we can rely on each other. Um, so anyway, so I did this, this uh, showcase workshop and there, there was a workshop where I auditioned for ABC and the producer that was there from ABC came up to mm-hmm. me and he goes, he goes, you want to be an actress, right? I said, yeah. I said, that's my original training. He said, come out to LA. And I said, are you telling me to come out to LA? <laughs> and he's like, I'm not promising you anything. This is my information. But I think if you want to be an actor, come out to LA. And I did. And my friend was an agent from Emerson, of course. And he course. wouldn't take me on. He wouldn't represent me until I moved out here. And he said, the reason why I did that is I didn't want you to move out here thinking you were going to have it easier than anybody else. And then he signed me. And then within two months of being here, I booked two commercials, two national commercials. And I got my SAG card. And I was like, and he says, and and I will say this to all the new people, new actors, comics. I was very lucky. I booked back to back. And then it was crickets. So <laughs> and that's that how this business is? goes. It's yeah. always like that. It's I, I went I went through a period like that where shit was just happening like crazy and and then, and then okay people, then the comedy guys went okay enough for now yeah, yeah. go sit down and let somebody yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so you know I was bummed about that and then and then things started picking up again but it was it was the confidence I needed to know that coming out to LA I moved in with my boyfriend at the time who's now my husband. We did it together. We came, came cross country. Um, and, you know, I'm really happy that I did it. I mean, um, do I miss not doing, you know, four to seven sets a week <laughs> back in New York? Of course, because I'm a much better comic today. But the lifestyle here was easier for me to raise kids, I think. Because we're in the oh, summer. I'm in Van Nuys. I'm not, you know, by a pool in Hollywood. I'm in the, the suburbia, the rolling hills, as they say. Okay. But you, it all it all worked out for you, so it's, it's you know you made the right decisions all along the way. Um, it, all right, so I don't want I want to make sure I I say this right. Though. All right, so where do you? The, we all come to points in our careers where we have to sort of branch off into and specialize in something. Where do you see yourself heading? Not 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 that it's a you can't change directions again but at this point in your career where do you see yourself heading i would like to be a series regular on a show either a show i've created or a show that you know i audition for and you see me as a recurring character i would like to go i would you know and listen even that i have friends who've been on series and the series will end 
I mean, I think I'll always do stand up for sure. I think I'll always tour with my one person show. But I think what's next for me, pray to God and the world and my mother and everybody, um, I'd like to be a series regular on a show. I would like you to, you know, I wouldn't mind being, you know, I don't have to be first on the call sheet, but I'd love to be like fifth on the call sheet. <laughs> I feel the same way. I, I you know, I we're kind of in the same boat. You know, you get set up for character actor stuff because that's what we are. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and I just, I can't. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, I just, going to set every day when I was on Shameless, going to the Warner Brothers lot, I just, I loved every minute of it. Just. Yeah. I mean, if it were, if your life were a musical, you would be dancing down, you know, some Main Street set in Warner Brothers and going, hello, everybody, as you're going. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. And it was weird because I was recurring on Conan as a sketch actress. And then I was recurring on Shameless and they shot right next to each other on Warner Brothers. So I could have done my episode at Shameless and walked across the street and done some sketch at Conan. I could have. It didn't happen, but it would have been neat if it did. How, how cool would that have been? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's great. I didn't even know Conan had sketch uh, uh repertoire company of sketch actors I, I have to go yeah he did and then he changed the format but it was that mm. was another great set that was one of my other sort of bucket list shows like it, amazing you know it was a terrific show he I, I i think he he wound up being in the place he should have been because they gave him the freedom to do the things he did do you know i felt that way about craig ferguson too uh, me too to see him uh see him go because i thought where he was was a perfect place for what he was, you know, <laughs> he's just brilliant anyway, uh, but I'm getting off topic here. So <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm, I've got some kind of allergy thing going on and I get a little hoarse. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so, all right. So we're going to wrap up anything you want to plug. We're about two weeks behind here. Uh, what before you got, what do you got coming up? Say in the next two weeks that, that we could, uh, um, let's see, what do I have coming up? Oh, um, well, I don't know. It's your career. I know it's my career. Uh, March 10th. Well, no, that's going to be too. Uh, will it this air by March 21st? Yes, I will. Okay, I so can... March. Yeah. Okay. So March 21st, I'll be at Flappers in the Yoohoo room. In and then I will be in the Yoohoo room, uh, doing 10 minutes of the comedy hits and then you guys will have to, and you can catch me on social media. I'm Kennedy Comedy. I will be going on tour this summer into the fall uh, with Midlife Mood Swing. So, you know, keep keep a lookout for this show to come to a town nearby you and possibly internationally. So I'm in talks wow, about bringing about it. That. Well, I'm not going to say the exact places, but one of them is famous for maple syrup. And another one is famous for the Blarney Stone. <laughs> oh, maple syrup. So, maple syrup. Vermont, Vermont, Vermont is not a foreign country. No, no, no. It's 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 a little bit over the border in Maine. It's 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 oh, you, you need a passport. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Okay. Cool beans. So, that's, but that's... we're looking, and then we're looking at all around the country, and um, I'm excited. I'm I'm you know it was interesting. Somebody said. Oh, you're going to go on tour? I said, yeah, because it did really well in L.A. And now I got to do something with it. So are they and then, coming to see you 
based on what they know of you from Shameless, are they coming because of it, or are they coming because they know the show? I think it's a little bit of both. I think on the East Coast, when I bring it back to Boston and New York, it's because they know me or they know the story, right? Okay. Um, but I think internationally, we are going to have to push the narrative of Shameless, and I just did Welcome to Chippendales and Conan. All those little buzzwords help. Um, yes, absolutely. You know, so it's. It, I think that's going to be you know really fun. And then, you know, so, yeah, so I'm going to go on tour with that. And then I am hoping to be in New York in May. So I hope to see your beautiful face then. I would love that. Yeah, let's yeah. let's get together for a coffee or something. And uh, I would love that. Uh, and we'll go pick up sailors. <laughs> I love that. that Fleet Week. I remember Fleet Week in New York. Fleet Week. Yeah. Yeah. My All husband right, well. doesn't care as long as I'm bringing in money. So we can meet a couple sailors. Okay, you know. we can do that. All right, I'll take the... <laughs> Never mind. No, the, sail, the sailors that I would pick up have been retired for 30 years already. <laughs> but I do. I want to get together. Maybe we'll meet over at, uh, at Al's place, and uh, we'll just hang out. Oh, that'd be fun. A little bit. Yeah. Let me know. Also, great. when you uh, when once you get your schedule for the show, uh, for the tour, let us know, and we'll we'll plug it for you too, if we can. You know. All right. Yeah, that'd be awesome. On. Come back on the. Plug I love that. Okay. I love it. And you need to be on um, this. I have a new podcast, so I can talk about this. I have a new podcast called Order Up with Kelly. Carrie, uh, myself, and Matt, and it's three Canadians and an American, and I'm the American, and we talk about food questions. So, Julia, oh. I'll have to get you on that. Yeah. Oh, yes. Absolutely. So, Just call, give me a call. We'll set up a date. That's, that's fine. Yeah. So you can check that out. I'm so happy you did this. Yeah. I really, really thank you so oh, much. Oh, I'm so happy. So, yeah. So you can check out that podcast on iTunes. That's another little thing I'm doing. But All right. It's cool. I, I'm going to write it down. Wait a minute. Because nothing works yeah. in my brain anymore. Let me get a pencil here. Uh, okay. What's it called now? It's called Order Up. Order Up. Okay. Order Up. And we talk sure. about... Food questions like our first season is is a hamburger a sandwich? That is the that is a burning question. No, I know it. Used to, in the old days in the nineteen forties, I should have been on this episode. Yeah, um, they would call it a hamburger sandwich. It was right on the menu. The the hamburger yeah. sandwich. So anybody that tells you not, it's, it doesn't know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, we had some big fights over it, and and so That's yeah, true. so. It's really, and it's so light and fun. And it's, I think it's what people need now is a, oh, a show that. talking about food, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, oh, so. now you're, now you're speaking my language. I had this idea <laughs> for a series. You should, we should talk about this. I want to go, um, I want to, I want to eat my heritage. Right. And so I would oh. start, right. I would yeah. start in the island of Ishka and off the coast of Naples. And go right across central Italy to uh, southern, central southern Italy to the other coast, the Adriatic coast, to the town of Popoli. And all along the way, I would eat at the local stuff there until I got to the east coast and met my relatives over there. That's my dream show. I think that would be amazing. Right? I think that would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, look at yeah. uh, Stanley Tucci just did a whole thing. I you know can do did. it. By the way, I saw no? Stanley Tucci's sister in an episode. I know that I don't go all over the place, but in an episode of uh, uh, the practice, 
uh, I think her name is Mary Tucci. Way back, it was a few years. She was beautiful. She's she still is beautiful, but um, what a good looking family they are. That's Stanley. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. He makes my heart a pitter patter. But you know, I love that. And I would meet you in Italy too, because if we did a show about me in Ireland eating potatoes, we need a little, we need a little sauce. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I'll, have, I'll bring a shepherd's pie and uh, we can, you can bring yummy pasta. That would be I fun. I do love shepherd's pie though. I do. I do like it. Uh, it's the kidneys and all that. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. No, no. No. All right. All right, kiddo. Well, I'll let you well, go. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Get the bathroom fixed. I hope no, no I other tragedy befalls you. And, Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and we'll go from there. All right. Okay. Thank you Any so much. Bye-bye, honey. Take care. Bye, honey. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.